Welcome. You are listening to The Mindful Minute, meditations created for everyday joy. I'm your host, Meryl Arnett, and my passion is making meditation accessible and enjoyable. This podcast is recorded from my live Monday night meditation class, where we have a brief discussion followed by a guided meditation. If you would like to access these meditation practices as standalone audio files for your daily practice, please subscribe to my newsletter at merylarnett.com. It's free and you'll receive a new mini meditation each week, along with behind the scenes content and bonus material for each podcast episode. All right, let's grab a cup of tea, a comfy seat, and settle in for today's practice. All right. Happy Monday. We did it. We made it here. Some of you in the live class will have just survived spring break week. And if you did, good job. And if you didn't, or it's still coming, I'm thinking of you. Um, And we're going to move on our journey tonight. We're going through this journey of the tenets of mindful living. These tenets, these five teachings follow, immediately follow the ethical teachings. The ethical teachings being the way we engage with the outer world. And these five tenets, these mindful living tenets, are the ways we engage with ourselves, what we observe within ourselves as we follow this path. And tonight, the tenet we are talking about is self-discipline. Self-discipline in Sanskrit is a word tapas tapas. And it can mean the fire of transformation. It can mean self-discipline, austerity. I think it literally translates to shining heat or radiant heat. And you'll see throughout the course of this talk that the, the connotation is one of fire. It is one of burning. So what we're talking about is something a bit difficult. We're talking about the work it takes to walk this path. And it's, you know, I bet there's not a week that goes by that I'm not in conversation with a student or a private client that says some version of sometimes I wish I had never started, right? Do you have those moments where you're like, be so much easier to pour that gallon of wine in my cup and turn Netflix on and go about my business without trying to function as an awake human in the world, right? Sometimes it feels like that would be easier. We know it's not. We know the truth is that it's not. But that is that is the, um, what should we call it? The sometimes little potential side effect of tapas the sometimes side effect of doing the work is you're like, this is hard. Walking through flames is hot. And sometimes I just want to take my feet off the coals for a minute. So let's talk about why we wouldn't do that. Right. And I want to start really quickly just by like, let's revisit the external element of fire as a metaphor for our internal experience of fire. 
right? And you'll remember some of this from the elemental series that we did like almost exactly a year ago. And we talked about first and foremost, a controlled burn being the most valuable tool in preventing destructive wildfire, right? So this idea that I am going to willfully of my own volition engage with fire to prevent destruction. The exact same thing is true with this tenant, right? I am willfully going to do hard things. I am going to hold my own feet to the fire as I work on my own spiritual growth or spiritual effort, my own transformation, so that I'm not burning out of control in high stress moments. We know that fire as an external element is rejuvenating, right? What it burns, the ash that falls to the forest floor releases nutrients that otherwise would have been locked up for decades in decomposition. Fire as it burns clears space for young trees and plants to grow and get sunlight that they need. There are some cones, fruits of plants that cannot release their seeds until they're burned. So reproduction cannot happen unless there is burning. And we can see all of this show up in our efforts at self-discipline. And so when we talk about self-discipline, it's things like this. It is things like at 7.30 on a Monday night, when you have had a day still showing up for the Zoom call. It is saying, I would love to sit down and binge the next 30 episodes of my favorite TV show, but I'm going to turn it off and go to bed because I'm committed to getting up early and doing my meditation practice or going for a walk or whatever it is you do in the morning. It's saying... My goal is to write a book. And so I'm going to sit down and write three pages every day, even when I have nothing to say. Even when I sit staring at the blank screen with tears in my eyes. Right? So in essence, this tenant is about the choices we make, the sacrifices we willingly endure, because we know what, why we're doing it, right? I, I hope, I think at this point, all of you had know why you're doing this meditation practice, right? You have some connection to an intention, a purpose, a reason, even if it's vague. And this is what self-discipline does, right? Self-discipline focuses our attention so that it can become intention. That's what self-discipline does. It focuses our attention so that it can become intention. And it's interesting, you know, I before I hit record, I was saying, man, I, I have really been in it today. My kids have had like big emotions all afternoon. And I was in that moment where I like, almost like a mantra I'm chanting in my head, like, 
be who you want to be in this moment. Be who you want to be in this moment. Don't give up. You can hold it together. Five more minutes. Like just get through the moment. And it was sitting inside me to fall into the mom I don't want to be, the mom who yells, the mom who says, I don't want to see those tears anymore. Stop crying, right? And I could have, we all do. I've done it before for sure. Tapas, that self-discipline is every day, every time I sit on this meditation cushion and remind myself that I'm practicing, you know why? Patience, present kindness, right? I say it all the time, every practice. And so that in the moment, on Monday afternoon, when I'm like, you're sucking the life out of me and I have to cook dinner and I have to teach a class, I can remember all of that that burning, that work, that fire got me through this next moment so that I could say goodnight, not have yelled and sit here and be with y'all. And I think it matters, you know, one of the things I want to name is that it also matters not just that we commit to whatever version of work we're committing to. We're going to talk about our work being a meditation practice in this class. It matters how we show up to the work, right? We could show up half-heartedly. You could show up and be like, I'm watching the Zoom call, but right behind my computer, my TV is on mute and I'm checking out the latest episode of Ted Lasso or whatever, right? Or you could sit down, close your eyes and say, now's my time to meditate. And really you're like, now's my time to daydream for 20 minutes. My favorite fantasy reel, go, right? We could half-heartedly do it. We also could do it like super ego-driven, Meaning we are like all engaged and leaning in. I'm going to be the best meditator that has ever meditated on the planet. My goal is to be enlightened in 90 days. Go, right? All the ego. Or we could show up and do our practice with an element of faith. And it's really interesting because I have had this word faith show up in so many conversations around meditation recently. And it's not a word I use a ton. You know, I sort of actively try to avoid too much spiritual connotation because I want to leave space for everybody to have their experience. But this element of faith, of trust, that you're on the right path, that you can do the hard thing you ask of yourself, that the outcome you desire is achievable. When we show up with that in mind, knowing that you can be how you want to be or who you want to be in the world. This is when we're really truly able to put our feet in the fire. When we're able to get a little singed on the edges and stay the course, stay in the practice. Even when 
it's been a day. Even when you've got nothing to say and no, you know, (laughs) this is my favorite parenting metaphor. This is the one my partner and I use all the time. I don't know if you know the movie, The Princess Bride. Some of you will know it, right? Fabulous movie from ages and ages ago. And in the movie, the good guy's kidnapped by the bad guy and he's like locked in this dungeon underground and he's hooked up to this ridiculous looking machine. It's comical. It's not scary. And the bad guy like flips the switch and like these machines go crazy and there's suction cups attached to the bad guy and he's kind of shaking (laughs) or the good guy, I mean. And then the bad guy goes, I have just sucked one year of your life away. Every day, my husband and I look at each other and we're like, they just sucked one year of our life away. (laughs) And it's like, even those days, even when you're like this job, this kid, the, the state of the world just literally sucked a year of my life away in a minute. Even then, we show up and we do the work that we stated we're gonna do. Because this is what allows us to burn away the discard, to burn away the stories that no longer serve us, to burn away the habits that no longer serve us, so that we really truly are moving forward on this path we have set out to be on, this path that we've set out to travel. I'm going to say just one more thing and then we'll practice. So I just finished reading a book called Group by Christy Tate. It is so good. I highly recommend this book. And it is a, uh, the author is recounting her experience of five years of group therapy. And, and she does it in the best way. Like it's, she's funny and she somehow manages to make even the most intense things have a sense of levity, such a good ending. And so she's doing this group therapy, right? And Over and over again, her refrain to the therapist running the group is like, how is this helping me? I'm showing up. We're all talking about our problems. No, there's no answer. Anybody who's done therapy knows you don't get an answer. They're never like, here you go. You're fixed. Just do this thing, right? There's no answer. I'm just showing up. I'm sharing these horrid problems that are like living in my head. And the therapist keeps saying, this is enough. This is enough. This is enough. And it is like, the whole book, it shows you that it is indeed enough just to show up and do the work. That's the th- That's the faith. That's the, that's what gets us up and gets us on the cushion day after day after day. And some days it's the last thing you want to do. Some days it feels amazing. Some days it's what gets you through the hours between school and bedtime right? Or the hours between lunch and the end of your workday when you're done. But we want to be done in the way that we set out to be done. Not through stress, not through anxiety, not through frustration. So all that being said, let's do a little practice of tapas. And, you know, you can think about this. I I always think about this element as fire in the belly, Right. So, and at least through the lens of the chakras, fire lives right behind the navel center, which makes sense. Like you, you, everybody's heard that phrase, right? Fire in the belly, like your passion, your drive, your, the way you get things done is with that fire inside. 
And that is a take on tapas. This is the element we're tapping into, but we're doing it for the sake of waking up for spiritual effort or transformation. Yeah. So take a minute to get comfortable. Let yourself shift around a little bit. You might uncross your legs and cross them the other way. And let your hands rest down onto your lap. And you give yourself space to let go of all the words. You know, we talk about all these ideas, all these thoughts and suggestions. And when we sit down to practice, this is our time to let all of that go, at least for the moment. And as you land in a seat that feels comfortable for you, we'll just start with a deep breath in. Exhale out a sigh. We'll just do that again, inhaling deeply. Exhaling out a sigh. Allowing your breath just to flow. And starting your practice by silently saying to yourself, now is my time to meditate. Now is my time to meditate. As you say those words to yourself, take a moment to let go of everything that you have already done. and let go of all the stuff that is still waiting to be tackled. And instead, bring your mind right down to the seat that you sit on. Consciously and purposefully letting yourself sit down all the way. So you're letting go of all those tiny ways that we prepare for what comes next. And as you feel yourself fully seated, you'll check in with your spine. making sure that you feel tall and awake here. Pulling all of your senses inward. So that you really truly honor that intention. 
that intention that this is your time to meditate. So we let go of the thoughts. We let go of the stories and the daydreams. And we bring the entirety of our attention to the forehead. And let your forehead smooth out and broaden. Letting go of the space behind the forehead. Softening the skin around the eye. Letting go along your jaw, through the inside of the cheeks, and through the space between your ears. Softening along the tops of your shoulders. down your arms and all the way into your fingertips. Taking a moment to just breathe and feel your fingertips. muscles in the chest, letting go of the muscles in the belly, letting go through your thighs, your calves and all way down through the soles of the feet. And then turning your attention right onto your breath. Feeling your body breathe here. You might feel this breath as it moves through your nose, your chest or your belly. And we let ourselves feel this breath without narration or description.
And in a moment, we'll settle into about 10 minutes of silence. And as we do this, we know that we are engaging the teaching of tapas. We are in the fire of transformation. And so whatever it is that arises for you in this silence, whether they're thoughts or stories or feelings, we invite ourselves to simply stay. Feel the next breath as it flows in, as it flows out. Knowing that we can do this work. And knowing that this work is enough. sit and breathe together for these next 10 minutes.
feeling your breath flow. Noticing the thought, feeling, experience moving through you in this moment. And inviting in the faith that this work is enough. What you have done is enough. And so we deepen our breath. And we wiggle our fingers and our toes, finding those edges. And together as a group, we'll take one more deep inhale in. Exhale out a sigh. Taking all the time you need to let go of the practice, to open your eyes back up, and to commit to the discipline to show up to your practice again tomorrow, and the next day, and the next. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to The Mindful Minute. If you enjoyed today's episode, please consider sharing it with a friend or leaving me a review wherever you get your podcasts. This helps others to find the show. And let's face it, we could definitely use more meditators in this world. The Mindful Minute is recorded on Muskogee land and produced with the support of Madeline Day Production Management and Brianna Nielsen Virtual Assistance. To join my live classes, ask questions, or learn more about my teacher trainings, please visit MerrillArnett.com. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you guys next week.